Hey listeners, before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting choice.card.co. That's choice.card.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Hi, I have recently been born again. I found sandwich TikTok and the weird sandwiches they make there, and they're delicious. I made a, a goat cheese avocado peanut butter sandwich with like sriracha mayo and banana peppers on there, and it was insane, and it was actually quite good. So... That's the high I've been writing. Awesome. And Stace Babcock. I don't even know how to follow that. (laughs) I also had a sandwich for dinner tonight. I had a spicy fish sandwich. It was absolutely delicious. And I had a good fish sandwich last week. I'm on a fish sandwich kick. Hmm. And we are also joined by special guest Diana D'Amico. Hey, hi. Hey, hi, hello. I didn't have a sandwich because I'm allergic to gluten, but I envy you Uh, two and your weird peanut butter fish sandwiches. There wasn't fish on mine. Did I say fish on mine? No, but that's just what's in my head now. Okay. You might try it. I don't know. Yeah. It could be good. I don't judge. I'm not a gourmand. Like a full tuna. I don't know what's possible anymore. So maybe I, there is a peanut butter fish thing you could do. My world has been opened up. Like a seared ahi tuna and peanut butter? I don't know. If yeah. I if, mm-hmm. if you were high, it might be good. Maybe. Like a spicy peanut butter? That could work. I'm going to do some research and then come back to you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So, listeners, you'll know Diana. She is a professional GM. She is half of Bard and Barbarian. She is a game designer and dice goddess. But, Diana, why don't you tell our listeners, anybody who isn't already familiar with you, about the kinds of things that you do? Yeah. So, you you got most of it there. So, I am the Marketing and Communications Director over at Die Hard Dice. I do a lot of storytelling in the world of darkness. I have a lot of fun running those games for Renegade Games. And yeah, I'm real loud on Twitter about opinions that matter to no one but me. So that's kind of what I'm known for, I feel like. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. to be here. We're going to introduce your character via play, so I'm not going to have you introduce your character just yet. First, we kind of need to figure out where we are. But before we get to that, we have an important item of business, and that is that we have a new patron. Woo! Hooray! Thanks, patron. Yeah, for Happy us, to right? Have you. Our patron. Yes, for, yes, for us. Um, Javon Jones is our newest patron. <laughs> like a warlock patron, yeah. like a. Well, we've pledged our soul to Javon, and they will provide us with no returns, Javon. <laughs> Wait, we've had a soul this whole time. Well, I mean, it's been an escrow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, thank you, Javon. Hey, Stace. Yo. I heard you had a question for Samson. Yeah, Samson, what has 20 sides and goes clickety-clack? That's a good question, because I have a beautiful Mythic Set D20 from Die Hard Dice that you can get at their website, dieharddice.com, but it doesn't go clickety-clack without the full set. And if you want a clickety-clack math rock set, uh, go to Die Hard Dice. And use our offer code Explorers Wanted to check out and you get 10% off. Woo! You get 10% off a beautiful set of acrylic, metal. I assume that's all they have at the moment, but check now because we record in advance. Maybe they have diamonds. Do you guys do diamonds yet? Diamond. You know, I've been pushing for it, 
but uh, <laughs> people keep telling me that that's that's a little much. So no diamonds yet, mm-hmm. but you'll be the first uh, to know. Damn. Yeah. Well, still, they have high quality dice there anyway, and you can get 10% off. That supports us. It supports them. They're a great company because they're real people and there's real people there. It's not just a weird kind of gray wall of business. Yes, I am a human and not a robot. Yes. (laughs) So Die Hard Dice, Explorers Wanted at checkout and get 10% off your order. Back to you, Dan. (laughs) Okay. So who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Samson because he tried to take a drink. Wow. Fucking rude. That's what it is. Last time we were were at Fortress Nidal. A lot of the first half of that last episode was just Cha-Cha and Bastion having a conversation that we were only privy to half of. But uh, we did learn that Bastion knows where Buddy Cop is. And Buddy Cop is possibly in the Westwood, but we're not really quite sure. At some point, Race disappeared, so Nixon Dilly followed his heat trail that Nix was able to find. Meanwhile, Cha-Cha is having a little moment with Hubert, and we find that Race is weeping over another dead auditor who was a friend from training. Found a notebook, detailed a transcript of Nixon Dilly's pre-audit, so what we talked about there is probably known widely to the Guardians and the Auditors. And then we found an inscription of a tavern of the Auditor's body called High Man's View. I think Nix knew it was a tavern in Bodrov, and Dilly, pulling on a nat 20 from like two years ago, knows exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. It's basically the center of the city, but not geographic center. Bears think about family protection. I don't know what any of this means. Anyway, we need to find this tavern because I believe we think it is where the auditors kind of meet. So best, mm-hmm. it's our best lead for finding the fire and fixing all that shit. So when we come together again, uh, Cha-Cha can teleport just like that. So we teleport to Shalmus right in the Salas shop and Salas calls us losers. So that's where we ended it with Dan calling, I mean, Sala calling us losers. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, specifically, he said, you know, I was wondering when I would see you losers again. I don't remember him being this rude last time. He was pretty rude to us. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to skip away from Salah's shop and we're going to move a little bit to the outskirts of town where Augusta, Diana's character, is approaching the edges of the city of Shalmas. I guess it's taken you several weeks to get here from Bodrov. A lot of it is through wilderness. The trade roads are only so-so trade roads because Bordrov is on a mesa. It's designed for defense, and it's not very convenient for trade in general. But things are a little weird because a couple days ago, as you were approaching the city, the spot on your arm when you joined the Guardians had made your oath in front of the fire, where the fire came out and licked you, that has now turned an ashen dark gray like dying embers in a fire. And for no reason that you understand. There's no pain, nothing like that. It just, it suddenly became visible. And up ahead, you see Shalmas, which you know to be a major trade city, and you know it by another nickname, City of Echoes. Could you describe what Augusta looks like? Yeah, Augusta, who is a meddlesome jack, bears a halo of fire is kind of taking meager steps up the road she's very slight in stature diminutive is really the right way to put it you might not even notice she's there if you weren't paying attention she's got sort of coppery hair very light skin with lots and lots of freckles she wears hues in like a dingy burgundy with some gold accents and things here and there Right now, she's probably tugging her sleeve down as hard as she can to try and hide that sort of ashen gray portion of her arm and wringing her hands in the meantime as she approaches the town. Awesome. Cool. As you approach, there's no real guards at this town, at least during this time of day, because trade is coming and going quite frequently. But as soon as you cross the gate of the city, you start seeing odd things. So you see people coming and going between the shops and between the homes, and that's all you'd expect. But in addition to the people, you see ghostly figures, some of them human-looking, some of them anything but human-looking. 
that seemed to be also moving about the streets and doing things, except that they seem to be on a loop. Like they move, like you'll see this like huge, like almost like insectoid humanoid walk down the street and stop, chew at something to their right that you can't see. And then they scuttle up the side of the building. And then a moment later, like they repeat back where they were before where they first started. You see, like, all sorts of, like, different species doing these sort of loops. And you also see, like I said, you know, some humans, things like that. You see a young couple sit down on a bench that you can't see. So it just looks like they're kind of sitting there and they are making out, like, in a moment of presumable privacy. But then a moment later, they sort of fade out. And then they, you see them walk towards that invisible bench again. I take it that this is something I've not really witnessed in the past. I think that's fair to say. I think it's probably something like you probably heard that the City of Echoes thing meant that like people probably superstitiously refer to it as like City of Echoes or City of Ghosts. But I probably thought it was more figurative hearing it. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm I'm here with a purpose. So uh, do I know where I'm supposed to be heading or am I, am I just kind of wandering aimlessly? Well, um, let's try to put that to uh, a roll just to see if you get to where you're going right away or if well, you get sidetracked. Well, here we sidetracked. go. I'm to figure this thing out now. <laughs> yep. This kind of thing is going to be an intellect-based roll. Okay. I don't see any skills for, like, navigation or anything like that. So, so the difficulty of finding your way there is probably only – you'd only have to roll a 9 on your d20 okay. to get it unless you wanted to, say, spend effort. So – for example, you could spend three intellect points to make it a six to roll, but because you have an edge of four, that would be free for you. Okay. Um, I don't think I, I want to to overexert myself. I was always taught that the, the best way to get what you need in any given situation is to act confidently. Confidence. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go find Sela. On my own. Okay. So go ahead and roll die and see if you can beat a nine. That's a two. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Man, you spend an hour trying to find your way to this shop that's run by Salah, and you end up in the really bad, bad section of town. Like, there's this dive bar that you see that's called the Magger's Beard. But other than that, like, there's a lot of people, like, passed out in the street or drunk. There's stuff going on in the alleys that you don't want to look too closely at. Or maybe you do, you know. Well, yeah. Which is wild, because it's, like, noon right now, and all this is still going it's, down. Uh, it's dusk fall somewhere, I guess. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll kind of nonchalantly drift in the direction of maybe someone who I think is not an Echo. And just kind mm-hmm. of, um, Sella. What? I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm looking for Salah. Uh, do you, do you know where I could find them? Well, they, they owe you money or something? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, what's it worth to you? Very much. I, I'll give you all the money that, Sella owes me. Um, if you can show me where to find them, I, I just, I, I want to punish them for not paying me back in a timely manner. Okay, perfect. So this will definitely be lying to them. So again, it's intellect based, but I believe that you have. I'm specialized in lies and trickery. Okay, cool. So that means in order to pull this off, you only need to roll a three. That's a thirteen. Okay, perfect. So this figure who's been talking to you, she's a woman about maybe in her late 30s. Half of her head is shaved, but very, like, choppily. Like, it wasn't, like, something, like, she spent time on. It was, like, almost like she took a dagger and just sort of cut roughly. Postmodern hairdressing. Exactly. Yeah, what can you tell me about Salah? I I was hoping that you could (laughs) tell me. Well, I mean, it's, I can think of at least five Salahs. He, he owns um, a, a cipher shop. Oh, 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 wow. Are you in the wrong neighborhood? It sure seems that way, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just a second. And she wanders into the maker's beard for a moment. And there's some shouting and some, you hear her voice raised. And then she comes out a moment later with a huge mug of some sort of ale or something like it. And says, needed a roadie this way. And she starts leading you out of that neighborhood and towards the market. Yeah, I will follow at a slight distance because it is my intent Mm -hmm. once I can clearly discern where I am supposed to actually be going to lose this woman and never see her again. Okay, cool. So as you are heading in that direction, like she is navigating this crowd very fluidly because it's really busy here and it's very confusing, especially at this time of day, because there's so many people wandering around in this crowd and you've got all these echoes as well. And it can get, even though in theory, like, you know, something that looks really non-human might be obvious to be an echo, it's all so jumbled together that it's easy to, like, get confused out of the corner of your eye. But she is walking you through this crowd, but, like, you know, along the way, like, people are bumping into you because they're not paying attention to where you're going. I apologize to every single one. Even the echoes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. One, you do a little dance around. Excuse me, part, part, pardon me, pardon me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They don't respond. This short little woman goes wandering past you. As you get closer, you can see in the distance a shop that's labeled Salah's Antiquities. Yeah, is there anywhere that I can see to kind of just, like, duck out of the way when this haggard woman isn't looking or maybe like if one of those big insectoid things is coming by maybe just like hitch a ride on his backpack or something just just so that she completely loses track of where i am okay yeah this would probably be like stealth roll. i think there's opportunities here with the crowd or with the echoes to try to pull mm-hmm. this off so this will be a stealth roll she's really drunk great so you know with your specialization this is only going to be a right. three 18 Okay, perfect. Yeah, you feel like you have slipped, and you can actually see from the distance when you get, you kind of go the long way around, that she's just sort of standing in the center of the square, looking around, trying to figure out where you went. If there is a discernible maybe back door or side entrance or something like that, I'd like to try and use that to enter. Since I am here, I'm kind of covert business, you know, spy shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can try to go around back. I mean, you can look in the window and you can see somebody at the desk, essentially, the the counter, and two other figures in there. But as you move around the back, evens or odds, Diana? Odds. Stace, roll die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Even. Okay. So you go around the back and you don't see another entrance into this building. That cannot be code. I feel like this has come up before. Fire exit. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of go back to the window and just like gently start rapping on it, trying to get the attention of, I'm assuming Sella, but could be entirely wrong because I've never met Sella before, right? I was just kind of sent here. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll kind of like gently rap on the window, assuming that they're in there alone. The figure looks up, turns to the two figures, like gives them sort of like a shut up motion. <laughs> and then waves you in. And as you come in, you notice that he's also adjusting a sleeve on his right arm. Do I get the sense that it's for the same reason that I am adjusting my sleeve? I think you could probably make that assumption, yeah. Oh, I I would be embarrassed about it, so uh, I won't say anything, because that'd be rude. Mm -hmm. But I think I'll, I'll kind of just, like, since there are other people in there... I'll sort of nonchalantly start checking out merchandise, but obviously not actually checking out merchandise. Yeah, and the the shopkeeper, Salah, he's a rather thin dude running this shop. He actually looks like a little worse for wear, like a little emaciated, like he hasn't been eating well. And he's currently wearing kind of like a weird, like puffy, colorful hat. You haven't really seen it before. It's not something that's in style in Bodrov or, or whatever. And you see these other two figures in here as you're kind of scoping out the place. And why don't we start with Stace? What does she see? 
I think she'll see Nick's fairly blatantly watching her. So Nick's is close to six feet, very muscular. I can't remember. I think she's wearing like an extraordinarily dirty, like sort of average white shirt and probably equally dirty cloak along with leather pants, one leg of which is zipped off at the knee to reveal like a synthetic leg or made out of synth. And when she smells, she has like a hint of fangs behind her teeth, green hair that seems to move on its own. And she's like badass muscular and shit. <laughs> she sounds hot. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I kind of dig it. She is hot. And Samson, who else does she see? Oh, what does Dilly look like at this point? Next to this tall buff, you see a shorter man, I think shoulder length, very dark green hair, almost black, kind of olive complexion. He's wearing, I think, a very utilitarian kind of traveling clothes with a cloak, kind of a messenger bag with all his stuff in it. And I think right now you see him kind of like, looking around like he's almost dropped something but like he's looking for somebody at this point and i think occasionally you see like little like glimmers around his head just kind of pop up it's kind of hard to see like what they are sometimes they're shapes sometimes they're faces sometimes they're something but but that sounds weird yeah yeah and then i think he'll just like kind of get the tall lady's attention and like whisper something to her Mm. um noting that i'm being watched augusta's gonna kind of bump into something and then very loudly proclaim where is the owner of this establishment how dare these aisles be so cluttered oh he's right over there (laughs) where's jaja yo like (laughs) nix like looks around (laughs) where is jaja and where where's race race isn't in here race is not in there salah comes over towards augusta says yeah how how can i help you he starts kind of like picking up the stuff that was knocked over i will bend down to help pick up the merchandise that i so rudely disheveled <laughs> i have something for you wait you are salah right <laughs> yeah i'm salah okay i have something for you okay is it a secret yes awesome okay what do you have for me yeah, so what is the encrypted message that I have to deliver? Is it like, like, do I mime it out? Are we doing charades? Is it sheer mimery? It's like you have it on paper. Oh, well, that's not nearly as exciting. I will kind of just like slide the piece of paper into my palm and offer my hand to Salah to do a handshake and just like quickly hand it off. Okay. He does it and like you notice that he starts like kind of like bending around to look at it. And you realize at a certain point that he is deliberately exaggerating his secret movements. Be cool! With a smirk on his face. What are you doing? You're going to blow our cover! (laughs) Oh, I don't think we're going to blow our cover. Do you guys think so? Stop! He's just joking! Ha ha! Nyx drops the lid that she's holding of of like a sizable wicker basket. She just like drops it back (laughs) in place and turns around really quick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's like, are we blowing our cover? Because, like, should we blow our cover? We've already blown so much. I don't... No, uh, Salah, we should keep our cover, I'm thinking. All right, all right. And then he turns to Augusta and says, keep our cover. What is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Salah, I think we've been made. <laughs> yeah, so you're, uh, you're from Loras, right? Yeah. Okay, well, you can calm down. We're all guardians in here right now. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I was really worried there. It's a lot. I thought we were keeping our cover. Like, didn't we just say, are we? Oh, I'm not a guardian. Now I know. Aha. Dilly, I don't need this from you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Too fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you guys come over and get to know each other? I got to decrypt this message oh good i was hoping you could figure out what it said because i looked at it and i just had no idea yeah that's that's the point of a code (laughs) well you don't need to be so condescending about it that's that's kind of rude um hi guys i'm i'm augusta adele bincret nice to meet you and i'm nix also nice to meet you you are very tall i mean yeah like i might be above average but honestly you're a little small wow i just met you Wait, you commented like on on my height, so well, I like it was a compliment. Like, well, I is like 
Are you self-conscious about your stature or? No, that that would be ridiculous. So um, you said you lost a friend on the way here? (laughs) Did we? Did we say that out loud? Technically, we lost two friends. You whispered it very loudly as soon as I walked in the door. You're not very sneaky. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, we lost like one friend and one co-worker, you know? Co-worker is a good term for it. You would have to have seen another short lady, crazy eyes, lime green romper. Is that what she wears? Uh, Yeah, and like a red cape, I think. That's Santa Claus. (laughs) No, nothing to my recollection, no. All right, what about a tall, sad-looking dude? Oh, there are lots of those here. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I just came from a real weird part of town. It was it was very, um, I don't think that it, they were any of your friends, though. They certainly weren't guardians. All right. Well, fuck. Well, what brought you all here? I was sent here. Oh, yeah. No, we are here on, like, guardian business. Actually, we bring pretty terrible news, I'm going to be honest. So just, like, brace yourself. And then also, once we deliver the bad news, we're definitely going to, like, try to fix this situation that uh you really need to stop amping it up i'm getting very anxious right now (laughs) oh um all right so like we teleported here with two other people but dilly and i were the only ones who are here right now Mm -hmm. our friends are gone and we're yeah and we're here because i don't know if you noticed uh your arm dilly shows his mark we're trying to fix this fire went out so trying to find a way to get that baby back online Oh, oh, you have it too. I, I, I thought it was just me. I thought uh, maybe I slept on my arm funny or something. But um, so you're saying this happened to all of us? We think so. Yeah. I mean, our sample size is like small, but yeah, it is consistent. Salat chimes in from the back, like it's your guys' fault, isn't it? No. It, shut up, Salat. Shut up. <laughs> Go back to your word puzzle. <laughs> but but is it your fault? Just so we can be perfectly clear. Like, I won't blame you. I'll forgive you. But I just... Well, I will just say that, like, not only were we, but three proctors were on board with the shit that went down that caused this. So if it is our fault, well, like, the blame is diffused to an extent, you know? We were subverted. We were tricked by an interdimensional being that we're working on finding. Oh, well, that's that's real easy. I'm good at finding stuff. Who do you need to find? Uh, oh, um... Well, honestly, we sort of... You don't know? That makes it harder. No, well, like, we call it buddy cop. Buddy cop? Yeah. Yeah. 20-foot-tall kaiju, like, has, like, a dark, smoky thing going on with, like, some, like, blowing red eyes or whatever. May have eaten somebody or set stuff on fire recently. Desiccates corpses. Not ringing a lot of bells... Um, yeah, kind of new, um, to the area. Never mind. <laughs> so, the other place that we are uh, looking for is the, uh, uh, Dilly, was it the High Man's Tavern, right? Over there in, uh... High Man's Bode- View. Oh! High Man's, yeah. I- I've been there. Yeah? That's a really nice joint. So I. Is it? I remember being nice. Why are you headed there? We believe that might be where the auditors met up frequently, if they met up anywhere. Daniel, real quick, as an aside... The thing that took me there before, was that a meeting of auditors? Would I know that? Or was it something totally unrelated? No, that was that would have been a different event before you became a guardian. Gotcha. Lots of meetings take place there, it seems likely. Did it uh, seem like it had regular fire or like special magical fire? Well, I, I don't know if you realize this, but everywhere I go is special magical fire. Sorry, what? What do you mean, what? Oh, yeah. D- sorry. Um, clarification here. Do I literally have a halo of fire? Is that literally a thing that is that is part of... If you want, you can have a halo of fire. You know what? I really liked the visual. It's right right here. Oh, I thought that was part of the City's Weird Echo thing. Oh, okay. No, it's it's just a me thing. It's Orch in the Dark and all that. But uh, I thought it was impressive. I guess it wasn't very impressive. I'm sorry, guys. I, I should have pointed it out. No, no, it's super no, it, impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah super impressive. No special fire happening there, really. It's been a while, a couple years. Okay. But before, like, we address that, but do you think that, like, Cha-Cha and Race made it here? Do you think that they're, like, or do we know that they made it here? 
I mean, I assume if we made it here, Cha-Cha also made it here because it was her ability, right? Yo, Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. Someone here that, like, you want to meet has a halo of fire. Yeah, you love fire. She's got a whole halo of it. Uh, race. Uh, there's an opportunity for heroism, like, (laughs) right here, man. Chance to prove yourself as competent. I don't think it's working. Yeah. So Salah looks up from the message and says, well, I have bad news for you. This message is not addressed to me. No, I was specifically told to bring it to you here. Unless you're not, are are you not Salah? Did I give it to the wrong person? How did you decode it? It's a code that I know. (laughs) Kind of weird that you haven't been taught this operational code yet, but, you know, Laris could kind of do however she wants to handle it. Wow. Rude. Okay, go on. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually meant for Priya. Who's Priya? She's one of the proctors here in Shalmas. So, yeah, probably best to give her the note. I I suppose I can can get it to her and let her know that you at least got it this far. Well, is she is she nearby? I need to make sure that it gets wherever it was supposed to go. That was that was the whole reason that I was sent. So I can't fail at that. Oh, well, I mean, she's probably she's probably down below. I need you to be more specific. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the catacombs. Down oh, below. I'm not doing that. No, I'm sorry. I can't. You sure? That's dark. And, that's scary. Um, catacombs typically. A lot of dead people. Um, well, I mean, we call them the catacombs. I mean, they're all from, you know, before this city was standing here, whatever it was before. We sectioned off some of them for our use here. It's been a nice sort of emergency bolt hole from the shop. But yeah, in theory, like if you, you know, got past where we erected walls, I mean, catacombs stretch all through underneath the city. Well, is that where we should go. I, I feel like as fellow guardians, Dilly and Nix, you two should come with me to fulfill my obligation. I, I mean, well, we do need to get to Bodrov, but also we kind of lost two of ours and best way to find Chacha is to just let her find us again. So I don't know. Nix, want to set aside the main quest for a little side quest? Uh, or we could head to the high high man's view. We can't get there very quickly, but <laughs> we we can mosey that direction. Yeah, that's no. I mean, let's do like your Priya thing on the way, and then we'll go. Mm-hmm. Because, like Dilly said, Chacha will find us probably before we ever like found her. Mm-hmm. And race bless him. So. <laughs> <laughs> So it's at this moment that you guys see translucent versions of, for uh, Augustus' sake, a young woman, very small, like incredibly small, almost like childlike size, with blonde hair, a lime green romper, and a red hooded cloak kind of appear in the middle of the room. And there is this very thin, sort of sickly looking man about 511 that appears next to her and they look around confused in this area and then they start heading out the front door. Nix and Dilly, you would recognize them as these are definitely the figures of Cha-Cha and Race, but they are clearly not seeing you guys or not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not one of mine. I don't know what that is. Nix will very dramatically wave her arms through the figures. Passes right through. So they're like stuck, right? Do you think they're stuck? Well, solid. Aren't the echoes usually like past events, right? They're supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, did they come through? Oh yeah. Did you see Race and Cha Cha or? Just now is the first I'd, I'd seen the two of them together. Huh. I wonder if Cha Cha like teleported into that weird like netherworld she can see into. I mean, maybe, but like, why would one we see into the world now and like two Race? I, maybe I don't know. Like I think that was the first time Chacha ever used that ability, so maybe she just kind of goofed it up a little bit, and then whatever manifests these echoes in the city, like it pulls from like all dimensions, just as long as it's in the city. Some of them are real weird. I believe it. Yeah, that's just a guess going off of like no evidence. So I'm just spitballing. There is a flicker, and Chacha and Race appear where they were before, and, and where they first appeared again, and seem to go through the same motions again. All right. Well, I don't think this changes much. So, yeah, let's, uh... Well, I mean, right? I always thought that, like, echoes were the moments right before people died. 
What? Is that not true? That's very morbid. That's like the legend. Claw's like, yeah, that's what I was always taught. Uh, okay. But like, I don't see any like bodies. Do we see their echoes like leave the building? Yeah, they go out the front door, but you'd have to follow them to see any farther. All right, let's look outside. I will stop him if he, if Dilly approaches the door, just like with like grabbing his sleeve or his elbow and just, no, 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 there's, there's a very angry little drunk woman out there who cannot see me. It will end poorly for us. Oh. As a whole group, all of us will end badly. We should go deliver this message and escape through the creepy catacombs. Augusta, you're, like, cool as hell, but, like, why don't you just go, like, hide in that basket or whatever, and I'm gonna open the door and just see if our friends' bodies are out there just, like, real quick. Also, we don't need to hide, because, remember? And then Dilly, like, flicks his finger, and then we're all disguised as different people. Oh, yeah, Dilly does that, too, yeah. Well, Augusta wouldn't know that. (laughs) What did you just do to me? I made you look like a different person. What did you make me look like? Augusta now looks like... The same height, but like a much more rotund woman looks like kind of a, basically a noble who is out for a walk. Put me back. Uh, all right. Shimmer, and it all drops, and you look like yourself again. You should warn a person before you do that. I never usually get the chance to do that, so that's just Next kind of... opens the door. <laughs> She's tired of waiting. I will pull the basket up over my head and, and just kind of <laughs> crouch to the ground hiding underneath it. <laughs> okay. So, Nix, you can see Race and Cha-Cha sort of moving across the square. And you can see, like, there's a huge crowd out there of people moving about. I will offer Diana an XP. I don't know what that does, but I'm excited! I'm offering you a GM intrusion, so you'll get an XP. You will get an XP to give to somebody else. Okay. So XPs can be used, I mean, they can be used for advancement, but since you're a guest, the thing that's really important about them is you can use them for either player intrusions or to re-roll any die. Okay. And I will make things more interesting as a result. So first of all, who will you give the other XP to? Um, I'm, I'm gonna, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Nyx. You know, I want to see this buff chick punch someone real hard. I Like, that's <laughs> always the goal. Oh, hopefully you will. Yeah. Okay, this drunk woman looks in, and as you're pulling the basket over your head, she makes eye contact with you. <laughs> I freeze. <laughs> and starts rushing towards the building. Nyx will tighten her grip on the door frame and tighten her abs and just stand very mm-hmm. solidly in the frame. So this woman comes up, and she's like, Hey, you... Do, do you mind? Do you mind? And she's trying to get back. Like, hey, you, like, this is where I was trying to take you. Are you trying to slip out of our deal here? By the way, Nyx currently looks like a thin, skinny, like, blonde boy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can I help you? Like, I'm talking to this person over here who I have a prior business arrangement with. Oh, Augusta. This person has a, uh, business arrangement uh, who who is this augusta i i have no idea who it is you speak i must go to back room now and i'll kind of like pull down the basket and shuffle my way to the back of the store <laughs> <laughs> so this woman's like you excuse me and she tries to just like scooch past nix nix is wider than she anticipated uh, i'm sure yeah so she bumps into you and spills half of her beer on your shirt Ah, oh, this was like my second cleanest shirt. Hey, uh, so what was the nature of your arrangement here? Because I was helping her collect money from this guy here. Oh, oh, from that guy? And Nix points at Salah. Salah looks up and he's like, Sally, what the hell are you doing in my shop again? <laughs> you owe her money. And Salah turns and like looks at Augusta as she's scrambling towards the back. <laughs> Yeah, all you see is an overturned basket fleeing. Is there smoke kind of coming up from the uh, inside of the basket? Yeah, and it's getting to be <laughs> more smoky. Like, an alarming amount of smoke is now coming out of the basket. Um, <laughs> enough that you are concerned. <laughs> Dilly will go over. Um, Augusta, maybe uh, maybe uh, don't wear that so close to your head. Augusta's not here right now! <laughs> 
So, uh, Sally, come on in. Yeah, yeah. The basket is currently going up in flames now. God, yeah, shit. <laughs> Does use his cloak to just, like, pat it down, get it oh, manageable. Stop it, you're being conspicuous! I, that's the one on fire. You're fi- You're on fire. Mm, Nix wants to try to quickly grab Sally's beer. Okay. The rest of it. So that'll be a nine. The intent is to pour it over Augusta, but that is... Is that cool with everyone? Do it. All right. This is the worst day of Augusta's life. <laughs> <laughs> what was... So it's a nine to get the beer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then pouring it over is an entirely different matter. <laughs> um, Speed or might? You could argue either since you're a glaive. I will argue might. Because uh, I get two free levels of effort, which would make it a three. And I got a nine. Okay. So you snatch the beer out of Sally's hand to pour it on Augusta. So Augusta has a basket on her head. Well, pour it on the basket. Nix is trying to put out the fire. This is... this. Is... Yeah, you're trying to pour it on the basket. I guess, is Augusta standing still or is she still trying to flee? Well, now that I'm on fire, I feel like I should stop because I recognize that this is what happens when I get very upset. So I think <laughs> if... Dilly is paying very close attention. He probably hears like deep breathing exercises and like five, four, three, two, one <laughs> coming from inside the basket. So she's probably stopped moving at this point and is trying to control the flames that are occurring right now. Okay, so it says doing that instead. So roll me. Um, you have. Check and see if you have speed defense. I do, I think. Speed defense is trained. Okay, cool. So you that will neutralize the hindrance for this. So just roll a flat D20. You can spend speed effort if you were trying to avoid it, but I don't think you're really aware of what's going on. It's a natural 20. Oh, wow. Okay. It'll never happen um, again. So you're going to have a natural 20. Which will mean you'll get a major effect. But before that, I want to see Nyx give me a roll. Your target is 20 right now. Is this really contested? Kinda. I would use moving like water. Okay. So you'll have a plus three. Pouring it would be what kind of roll? Probably speed. Okay. So two levels of speed effort. Okay. So that brings up to a plus nine. All right. Plus nine. 10 plus nine is 19. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Nyx tries to splash beer on top of Augusta. Augusta, somehow, and you can tell me how, you manage to avoid it hitting you at all. So describe how that happens. And then because you rolled a natural 20, you get a major effect where you get control of the narrative for a moment. I don't so much think that the beer misses. I think it's that the flames become so intense for a moment, they actually just sort of burn it up before it reaches her. Oh. So it, it's very much like a moment of blinding inferno. And then there's no basket, there's no beer, there's just Augusta who appears to be on fire where that basket was covering her eyes and counting to herself. Ooh, okay. Very cool. And what would you like for your major effect? What can I do with that? You could say it scares Sally away. I don't think it scares Sally away. I think it shocks her and she passes out. Ooh, I like that. So she just, like, collapses on the floor. And so I was like, oh, God damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> just a second. He kind of goes over it. He starts, like, grabbing her by the shoulders and pulling her out towards the door. And he's like, every time, every goddamn time she comes by. Five, four, three, two, <sighs> one. Hey, we're good. Everything's good, except for the basket. Okay, okay. Five, four, three, two. And the more she counts, that you see her entire body had been sort of wreathed in this bright yellow-orange flame for a moment, and it starts to kind of calm and settle. It's like watching a campfire go out in sped-up motion. Like, for a couple moments, her skin kind of glows like embers dying. And then it kind of returns to normal, and she's just sitting there. And the only thing on fire then is her halo. Sorry about that. Where, where were we? I think we were, well, Sally's dealt with, so I guess we were going to go to the catacombs? If you still want to do that? We're going to see if 
Chacha and Reese's corpses are out there, Dilly. Oh, that's right. We should check to see if there's bodies. I didn't see any corpses on my way in, but, you know. You didn't come in through the uh, front, though, did you? Well, yeah, but you think dead bodies would kind of draw attention. I have a very keen eye. I'm just going <laughs> to, like, look for my own peace of mind anyway. And then Nick sort of, like, just steps around, but doesn't offer to help in any way. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like, dragging Sally out. Savers the struggle for a second and then steps outside. Yeah. So as you kind of go out into the street, you can see their figures as they sort of move towards this one. It's a very small, like decorative fountain in the square. And they wait and you see Cha-Cha sort of point imperiously at the fountain and race reaches in and seems to be pulling out some sort of grate and they climb in. Yo, this way, guys. What? Okay. What'd you find? They pulled a grate out of the bottom of that fountain and went in. Is that the way to the catacombs, Salah? It probably connects with them at some point. Most of the aqueduct is tied to it. You wouldn't have to have, like, a map of the catacombs, would you? (laughs) Why would we have something like that? (sighs) Fuck. For out-of-towners and tourists, I mean, people who don't like the dark, maybe. For out-of-towners and tourists, yeah, and people... Wait, that sounded like maybe, like, you don't like the dark, but is it ever really dark where you are because of the whole... Like, Halo? You know, I wasn't saying it was me. I d- Maybe you're you're afraid of the dark. Speaking of which, is this what you guys actually look like? Or was that before what you actually looked like? Because this is oh, way less impressive. Nick's, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Nyx looks down and then looks up at Dilly and is like, really? I, sorry, it's, it's random sometimes. I'll drop it. Dilly drops it. We look like, as we described in the beginning. Oh, Samson, even Rod. Woohoo! Odd. Okay. Diana, roll die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Even. Great. Love that for us. <laughs> okay. So you drop the illusions, and I'm going to ask Augusta to make some sort of intellect based perception roll of some kind. And you're trained in that. So it would be a six. Okay. Boy, I'm really glad I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> You see, right as these illusions drop and their normal form is standing there, you notice, like, literally on the wall behind them is a wanted poster. One of the likenesses is Nyx. There are two other figures that look like her, and it says, like, you know, the family slay deck wanted by order of the queen, 5,000 shin bounty for each, plus the queen's boon if all three are brought in alive, and then a smaller wanted poster next to it that is very much the spitting image of Dilly and the spitting image of this short woman that they keep referring to as Cha-Cha. How deeply would I care about that? The Nick's bounty is insanely high. Even if you're not, like, per se, in the business, Mm -hmm. it's still, like, this is a queen's bounty, the queen of this nation. I think I will kind of just start gesticulating sort of wildly to keep their attention away from the posters that are right there. And then just say, yes, Mm -hmm. we should go into the grate. Let's go down into the catacombs. Can I roll an insight on that? Sure. I mean, I guess is Augusta trying to be sneaky? I don't think she's trying to be sneaky, but I also think that every interaction she has is so awkward and weird that you wouldn't think of this as anything different. Um, you'd just be like, what is wrong yeah. with her? <laughs> yeah. She seems over-caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why don't you roll with a plus six, Diana, and then Samson, that'll be your target number, whatever she gets. All right. 19. So plus six is 25? Fuck. 25, okay. All right. I have two free levels of effort, which also gives me a plus six. Mm-hmm. But that does jack shit for me when I roll a three. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. She's just awkward. Yeah, all right. We'll go in the crate. Should you, like... So, it's through water. Like, should we put the note in, like, one of our... Actually, are you okay with water, given the doohickey? Oh, yeah, that's fine. That That's just always kind of kind of there. It's fine. Okay. Otherwise, I couldn't, like, bathe or go swimming. I like going swimming, so I... It's fine. All right. Good to know. Yo, Salah. Yeah? You know how it is just, like, so super important for us to knock out this message delivery and, like, go save the organization because of this whole fire thing? Mm-hmm. What you got for us? You know, that's going to, like, help us on our way. 
ciphers wise i mean also supplies i uh i have exhausted my glow globes maybe <laughs> guys are really doing this shopping to me uh um, yeah. so uh no nix is trying to get uh ciphers for free well you won't give them to you for free but you do have a four thousand shin budget can I try and nonchalantly remove the wanted posters while this conversation is happening? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's just roll and see what where it is, just in case like you roll one or something fun like that. So you're nonchalantly doing it. So I'd say you could play stealth for okay. this. So plus six. Is this contested though? Do we have to perceive? Okay, so here's the thing. You said mm-hmm. unless you roll a one, so naturally, <laughs> that's what I fucking rolled. Oh, perfect. Hooray! <laughs> that's perfect. Okay, so that's a GM intrusion. Um, a free one. So I would say as you are trying to nonchalantly remove this poster, it's at first a little too firm, and you overestimate your weight, and you fall forward, tearing one in half, falling to the ground. And uh, Dilly and Nix, you hear this loudly, and Salah immediately turns and just looks over at Augusta over at the ground. You can see that she's sort of torn through half of Nix's wanted poster, which Nix, you should consider familiar at this point in your existence on the run. And then there's the wanted poster for Dilly and Cha-Cha. I'm going to panic with the half of the poster that I managed to tear off and crumple it up and shove it in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I completely forgot. Augusta, are you okay? (laughs) Nix points at the half of the poster that's still on the wall turns to Salon's just like, yo, man, seriously? In your fucking chat? Hey, this is the alley. I, I'm not in charge of the alley. That's really convenient. Couldn't, like, help a co-worker out? I swallowed the giant water paper. Yeah. That cannot be good for your digestion, <laughs> Augusta. I'm just saying. I don't like, know what you're talking about. It's, you know, just prepping for the catacombs. <laughs> I just need a minute. I... Mm. There's a better way to get fiber. Also, I, I'm just putting disguises up again next. And I really just like want to, but Dilly, not come on. I, what do you want to look like? Tell me what you want to look like. Huh? I don't just talk like tough, tough. Okay, she looks. <laughs> no one else in this universe would know, but now she looks like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I was guessing Terry Crews, but I'm glad you went with Hogan. All right, <laughs> next. Uh... I can't think of any other verb for this but fingers, so fingers <laughs> your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> your fingers just go through it. Like, you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, Augusta, like, things are chill. It's all right. So why did you feel compelled to uh, tear my wanted poster in half and then eat half of it? That's been in the alley. Like, seriously. You might want to just, like, throw up now. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking. Oh, this was a wanted poster with you on it. I hadn't noticed. I just, wow. What a coincidence. All right. Insight. <laughs> or if I have to. <laughs> Nick's trained in social and intrigue. Or specialized in social and intrigue. Yeah, it's it's up to you guys if you want to do the contested role on that. I think it's fairly obvious what is happening here. I don't really think you need to. All right. Augusta, like, first of all, kind of terrible liar. So maybe just keep that tool inside your toolbox. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Okay. You're right. I mean, but but what did you do? That's a, that's a lot of money. Well, first of all, it wasn't what I personally did so much as what Cha-Cha did. But like, but that's you though. Oh yeah. No, that's totally me. Yeah. Well, why are you getting accused of something that you didn't do? That that doesn't happen. The judicial system is really, really straightforward and fair, I've heard. So are you like not from here? Well, I've never been on a, a wanted poster. But you're not from like Navarine. I'm a Bodrov native. Go Bodrov Badgers. Now I gotta write that down, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So the queen never goes to Bodrov, so maybe that's why, but no, like, what do you mean, justice system? The queen just, like, takes people prisoner, confiscates property, declares people, you know. Well, yeah, but only bad people. Do I see bad to you? You did throw beer at me, but no, I suppose the two of you seem very, very nice. I was trying, you were literally on fire. I Well, that's, but that's normal for, for me. Like, I mean, I guess. Well, how am I, like, I just met you. 
But I was actively on fire when you met me. I, I guess, and look, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I, you, you both seem very, very nice. I am just not used to being accompanied by wanted criminals. So you're a guardian and like we're guardians. So perhaps just best to think of us as guardians. Guardians. Okay. I, I can, I can do that. That poster didn't taste good. Yeah. You really shouldn't have eaten it. It tastes like Alley. I don't, I'm never going to get that taste out of my mouth now. <laughs> Samson, I'd like to offer you next. I'll one. take it. Who do you give the other one to? I'll give it to Augusta. Okay. As you guys are chatting about this, you hear a thud sound and Salah falls to the ground next to you. And you look up and you notice that there are about seven rather bulky figures, like pretty much evenly men and women. They look rough. They're not like wearing armor or anything like that, but they, they've definitely got weapons on their person, some knives, some like sticks, like such a, like maces, slowly been kind of surrounding you guys. And they turn and they say, Hey, Dilly, Minos wants a word. And that's where we'll end this episode. Uh, fucking excuse you. Oh, shit. I should write that down. Oh, God. I wrote so little down. <laughs> <sighs> Stace. Something from the episode. Oh, Augustus' whole <laughs> thing. I think that it's really cool how Augusta got to have like a prologue kind of mm. mini adventure and then just burst on the scene causing maximum confusion and chaos. Mm-hmm. It was highly entertaining hour or so. Yeah, cool. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you really dig. This week, it's my turn. And this week, I will offer you all an XP if you read Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher. Nettle and Bone is sort of a dark fairy tale. The blurb on the back is very good. Sums up says, like, this isn't the kind of fairy tale where the princess marries a prince. It's the one where she kills him. And it's the story of this princess who's like the youngest daughter and her sisters keep getting married off to this kingdom. And she suspects something very, very wrong is happening with them. But this kingdom is so much more powerful. And she decides the only way to free her sisters is to kill him. But he is protected by the pledge of his essentially fairy godmother to protect the throne. And so she sets off on a quest where she has to gather typical sort of fairy tales. Like she has to gather a, a group of people together and complete different quests. Like she has to make herself a cape out of owl cloth and nettle wire. She has to make herself a dog out of bones. She has to capture moonlight in a clay jar and then go on this journey to try to eliminate this prince. It's a pretty quick read. T. Kingfisher's really really good. Like T. Kingfisher is the pen name for Ursula Vernon. It's the one that she uses for all of her adult fantasy or horror stories. She uses Ursula Vernon for her kids' books, which are also really good. I read them with my daughter. She's a big fan of like Harriet the Hamster Princess, but highly recommend Nettle and Bone. Good, dark fairy tale fantasy. There's a lot of humor, but with a lot of bite too. So I would recommend that. If people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think of Nettle and Bone or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, a great place to start is our website, explorerswanted.fm. We have all the junk that is relevant to us on there, such as our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are Explorers Wanted Podcast. Also, if you want to hang out with us more directly and not have to go to any hellscape social media websites, we have a Discord our Discord's a pretty great place. We got plants, channels, video games, movies, all that good stuff. Our Discord, officially not a hellscape. At the moment, as of recording, it's not a hellscape. We don't know what it'll be in the future. You all must have a very organized Discord because I absolutely would describe <laughs> it as a hellscape. Someone's hellscape. <laughs> yeah. How many servers? Place. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, but it's... Pretty good at the moment. You can find it at explorerswanted.fm slash discord. Also, if you're in the mood to support us financially and it is within your means to do so, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to do that. Or use our dice affiliate code at dice explorers wanted at checkout and get 10% off your order. Yeah. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing to do is to leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts. Makes a huge difference for people checking us out. 
And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, have you considered that that scratchy feeling in the back of your throat isn't a strained voice? And not an illness either, despite occasional fevers. No, that red irritated bit of skin at the crown of your digestive system is instead the result of claws, five each across far too many legs, the creature inside you desperately trying to climb its way free of your body and into your brain before you swallow it back down in your sleep. So drink deeply of water, sluice the surface, and keep it smooth. Don't let the thing escape. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. I should still be at Slant Potato. And Diana, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at D'Amico Diana. That is the only one of those in existence. (laughs) (laughs) Diana, thank you again for being here. So much fun. Looking forward to continuing this in the next episode. And for those of you listening, hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night, day, weekend, or afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye! Bye!